You're listening to episode number 349 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Vegas.com. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360 Vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a twenty-four hour a day schedule. The pools, the casino, big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? Want to gamble? They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of the road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. So I sometimes like to play this little game with myself where I don't know what we're going to talk about before we start. And then I try to figure out what we're going to talk about just before we start the show. Um, b- before Tony actually gets to that point. Right. And the problem is, is this is one of those times where I failed. You didn't failed. think about it and you didn't come up with anything? <laughs> I failed. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, you got to think of something. Oh, it's too late. It's over. <laughs> I, uh, I've got a little something, which is simply to say to all of the, our, our, our listeners, all of the friends of the show, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for such nice, warm and gracious compliments about the uh, 360 Legal Lounge oh, right. that we yes. put out last weekend. We got a lot of really, really kind words, from, quite frankly, from, from some people that we just don't know. I mean, forget about, you know, say people like Alistair and Magnus, who we either have met or at least know over Twitter. I mean, just some people came out of the woodwork to, to compliment us on on that particular um, segment. And that was very kind of you. The, I think the nicest compliment you can give me is when you say, man, you really took an incredibly complicated concept and distilled it down to something I could listen to and understand and follow along with. Right. That is, that even is, even uh, Scott said that. Beyond- <laughs> even Scott and said he, lived he, goes, it. he goes, yeah, I didn't really understand what was going on while it was going on. The lawyer was just doing what he was doing. He goes, uh, that's the first time that I actually understood what, what was going on. <laughs> well, that's Scott. He probably also wasn't paying that close of attention. Right. <laughs> He may have been slightly hungover. Yeah, but it was, I, I'll be honest. I haven't listened to it, but I read through the script, um, and it, yeah, it was it was a fascinating read for it being legalese and all that other kind of fun stuff. But no, exactly to that point, Tony. I think you, you know, you hit all the high points and you made it easy for folks to understand and follow along. So kudos to you because you did. I know it was a lot of work putting that together, and you did an awesome job. Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. They are they, you know, and at. I don't look for one second for any sympathy uh, or even an attaboy from somebody because uh, of the amount of time that I know that Mark you or you put into your uh, uh, um, Patreon content, whether it be the video, which is even and I have to imagine twice as much work because not only are you writing the script, yeah. but then you're <laughs> you know pairing it up to, to video. Uh, you know, if, if the listeners would not believe me that this is not. Um, 
conjecture or, or, or uh, not conjecture is not the word, but an overstatement when I say it conservatively uh, took me uh, damn near uh, 16 hours between reading, researching and writing that script and you know just because you're 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 looking into other things you're you're trying to figure out what does this do what is that about uh you're trying to understand it and then you got to distill it down like what like there are times when i will read a a sentence and i'll go okay hang on (laughs) what the hell was i trying to say (laughs) (laughs) and so like i said one of those scripts before so yes i I understand we've we've seen one of those where mark and i both read it and went what the hell i i don't get this (laughs) (laughs) right so, any rate, uh, thank you everyone for the, for the kind words, and and I guess with that, why don't we start the show? He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with random Vegas. Frank Lefty Rosenthal convinced the Nevada legislator uh, legislature legislature. Yes. I don't know why that's looking funky to me for some reason. <laughs> uh, to allow sports books in casinos in 1975. Stardust was the first to have one on the strip. We got that from SinCityTalk.com. Which is so funny because there's so it's such a commonplace thing yeah. now that well it's look what Circa it's, just did. It's on Circa your phone. just kind of reinvented yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the sports book, or or well, I don't know if they reinvented it. They they it, they made a cool addition to the to the options available. They have yes. Yeah. Actually, I guess what? Oh, go, go ahead. ahead no, no, no. Go ahead. I have a different I, a tangent I want to go on. But go oh, ahead. Okay. Then I, I'll 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 close the loop simply by saying it does surprise me that it took until 1975 for sports betting to <laughs> make its way onto the strip. I, I was surprised. Well, no, by no, 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 no. It was still on the strip, but they weren't in casinos. They were their own dens. Okay, fair enough. I, I, I will I will then tweak my phrase, uh, my, my my verbiage. I'm surprised it took until 1975 for the casinos to go. Well, why the hell aren't we offering that stuff here in our house? Right. <laughs> right. I imagine it's those margins, man. They're razor thin. Yeah. And yeah. you've got to have somebody good that knows how to set the line. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So, so what was your tangent, Karen? Well, so I was, I was talking with a friend of mine um, this week who lives in Illinois. And prior to COVID, he would come out once a quarter, you know, for like a week. And, and he's a huge sports gambler. So when he was out here... Actually, I don't think he's been out since the end of 2019. I don't think he made it out. He canceled his March Madness trip. But he, he was asking me the other day, he's like, hey, I've got all this money on the BetMGM app. Am I at risk of losing it if I leave it there? Because he can't, he can't bet on the MGM app because it, you have to be in Nevada and he's in Illinois. So he hasn't been able to bet. He's got all this money sitting on it. Why can't you legally do it in Illinois? Because MGM doesn't have a casino there. Oh, okay. I mean, if MGM had a casino, he he could, gotcha. but they don't. Right. So he's worried. He's like, "Am I going to lose this money?" And I'm like, "No, it's, I don't it's think it's like the ticket in, in ticket account. out thing." No, yeah, I good. mean, that's right. that. He's like, because he said something about, "Well, I thought if you didn't, um, you know, cash it in within, and and like if he has a winning ticket, they have like six months to claim it, but you could mail those in." Mm. And he's like, "So I have this money in the app," and I'm like, "I don't." so but i said i i haven't downloaded the bed MGM app so i don't yeah, know what their rules are yeah if anybody knows that that'd be that'd be cool to to find out yeah i mean i can't or, believe they'd lose it right no way i have to assume it's like a bank account it just sits there until right that's what i'm thinking i mean he hasn't lost it yet but right. he does i imagine they're earning interest off it probably oh, but he, sure. he said that he has like logged in 
just to show that there's been activity that he has <laughs> logged in just to make sure it doesn't, you know, doesn't go away. But I like, like how he doesn't know what the qualifications are, but he's designed them in his head. He's like, if, oh, if, if, all I got to do is log in. in. All I got to do is log in. <laughs> well, and I've been talking to him. I'm like, you can, you know, you can still make a trip out here. Like there is stuff going on, but he's, he's a little bit older than us, not too much older, but he's had a, a heart attack before. So he's a little concerned and he basically said he's not coming out. Um, the next time he comes out, he's going to drive. And I'm like, you're going to drive from Chicago Oof. to Vegas. Are you kidding me? He's like, Oh, I like, I like driving. I'm like, no, not that much. Not that, that, that is, that would be the longest like road trip anticipation, you know, yeah. just thinking about, like, I know I'm going to Vegas, yeah, but it's going to take me much. two fucking days to get it's there. Too much. Yeah. I, no, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I mean, uh, did you tell him the other alternative is he could just give you his username and password and he'd I be did. more than happy. I did <laughs> actually. And the, the funny thing was, is he laughed. He goes, believe me, I've thought about it. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, he's a good enough friend that he knows I wouldn't just go oh. randomly bet his money. But yeah, it was one of those things of like, hey, you could always just give me your username and password right. and I could do it. And he's like, I thought about it, but um, no. I guess they can <laughs> bet locally. They, they can bet in Illinois now. They just can't bet on an Illinois team oh so okay. any of the any of the college teams and he's a big yeah. college sports guys but yeah so um but yeah that that was an idea that i threw out to him and he he chuckled <laughs> nice all right uh very cool winner this week talk to us about the twit pick of the week the gambler on the mirage harris with the steamboat motif and the sands featuring wayne newton yep this is a picture of a different time in vegas brought to you by treasure island and at zatora michael the reflection of the window reminds one of a late night adventures and double vision challenges. All signs of an epic night in Vegas. Yeah, this is I, another one that this thing wrote itself within I, seconds. Like as soon as I, I saw the picture, I started writing it. Literally the first things that came out of my head. <laughs> Mostly because those are some of the most fun nights of Vegas where you're looking up at the marquees and you're like, whoa, everything's double vision. Right. It's, it's <laughs> twice as beautiful. Right. Yeah, you know you're in trouble, but in a good trouble. You're like, I, yes. I got this. Well, unfortunately, the marquees are big enough that even with double vision, you can usually tell what casino it is. So you're it like, oh, yeah. I know where I'm going. I know where well, I am. <laughs> as long as you're not trying to read the fine print. Right. Right. Oh, God. What a good time. That's just, the, w- Reading the, the TwitPick uh, description, I thought that is just such an astute way to phrase it, right? That the reflection from the window reminds you of a late night uh, double vision challenge. It just, a, I, I loved it. I loved it. That was, <laughs> that was one of those times, market where, you know, because so, listen, I'm going to give you compliments just like I give you crap. There have been many times I've been like, woof. I think that, you know, your, your, the, the description was better than the picture or, right. you know, or, or whatever to, to give you crap. But when you nail it with, with the description on some of these pictures, uh, I got to give you credit for it too, because I looked at the picture and I'm like, well, what is he talking about? And then I could see exactly what you meant. Just right. the way the, the, the glass distorted, uh, for the camera. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Anyway, as always, we will link to the photo on our blog featured on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. All right, first up, we've got some sad uh, news about Tony Shea. Former Zapper... Zappers? <laughs> what is that? I don't know. You're having a hard time tonight. Former Zappos CEO and founder of the Downtown Project, Tony Shea died last week due to smoke inhalation related to a house fire. 
The 46-year-old entrepreneur is almost single-handedly responsible for the revitalization of Fremont East after relocating his Zappos headquarters to downtown Las Vegas in 2013. The downtown project was created by Shea to support the redevelopment of the area by providing $350 million in available funding for those that wish to open up a business in the depressed location. Some of the highlights include Container Park, Ferguson's, and Nacho Daddy. Sadly, it's being reported that Shea did not have a will to manage his net worth estimated to be in excess of a billion dollars. And also sad that the apparently he was in a, a bit of a downward spiral for the end of his life. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to get into it too much because I think there's a, a ton out there already. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I would rather focus on remembering, you know, the person that he was and what he really did for this town. Because I remember going downtown before Tony Shea got involved right. and what he helped happen. And I remember early on thinking, who is this crazy guy investing all this money down here? It's a shithole. But, you know, would you see what he's done and what his influence is? And that the, I mean, he attracted other people to downtown Vegas. So, you know, his impact and his influence on the city is just, it's, it's massive. And it's really sad um, that he, I was thinking about this the other day, he was only a year older than us, yeah. which is... Number one, makes me feel a little inadequate because what the <laughs> fuck have I done um, up to this point when you look at what he's accomplished? But um, yeah, he it, there's so much more that he could have done and the impact he could have had on so many more people. And to your last point, the fact that he didn't have a will is kind of scary. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, yes, I, 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 I don't disagree except, I mean... Does it matter? I mean, does it's not like he's got any kids to fight over it, or no? And, you but know, who's it, it, fight over it is, if you have parents. a will, it'll you know the will kind of sets everything up. Now it's got to go to the courts, yeah. and the courts will be yeah. the one to decide. So even what's sad about it is you could have different parties coming in fighting over it. Um, the estate could end up having to pay a boatload in legal fees that would really be unnecessary if he had had a will. So right, there's not going to be kids to fight over it, but there's going to be plenty of other people that I think are going to step in and say, well, he promised me this or he told me that or what. That's I mean, for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, then I'll tell you what, let's move away from something depressing and move into something that's pretty exciting. And that is the Plaza Greyhound renovation. It was announced that Plaza has plans to renovate the 48,500 square foot space Greyhound bus station currently occupies after its lease concludes in mid 2021. Plaza says the space could be a prime location for new dining, entertainment, or retail. In related news, CEO Jonathan Jossel has disclosed that they are working with the city to develop a pedestrian-friendly pathway that leads from Main Street to Symphony Park. I had to look up what Symphony Park was. I had no idea. Is it just like a green park with benches and trees no. and stuff? No. It's, so it's on the other side of the highway from downtown, oh. and okay. it's... It's a lot of it is still under development, but it has the um, the Cleveland Clinic Brain Center building. It's got the Smiths Performing Arts building, uh, hey. and it's got the Children's Museum. But there's it's, they're all, also, it's all about yeah those. They're also now, but they're focusing on developing mixed use like well, yeah, retail like condos apartments, stuff, condos, yeah. uh, you know, all that kind of stuff is going oh, in there right. too. So there's still some work. 
being developed on it, but I've I've seen like the Brain Center building. You can't miss that one because it's so weird and funky. Oh sure, I know of where you speak. Yep, I've driven. I've or I've been yeah. driven past it. It's it's like that cool. silver metallic building. That's all. There's no straight yep. angles on it. It's all wavy and crazy and stuff. Um, so yeah, I had to look up. I didn't know it was called Symphony Park, and I didn't realize that all that stuff was still going on, which is kind of cool when you consider. All right, we know what's happened downtown. We know the arts district has got a ton of action happening, and now they're focusing on this Symphony Park area. I mean, there is a park in the middle of it, but. Right. Um, that would be kind of cool to have that linkage because then it gives, if you can walk to it, you know, from downtown, that just expands yeah, as long the as it activities. Become populated by the homeless. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> Battleborn pins are Disney quality enamel pins of vintage Vegas icons. The ever-expanding collection includes this week's featured pin, the Dunes Turret. During its first six years of existence, a Sultan, hands-on hips, standing proudly astride was the signage everyone associated with the miracle in the desert. 1961 would see the dunes undergo a drastic transformation from a motel into a hotel, with the opening of the 24-story Diamond of the Dunes. That expansion also included a new marquee sign, the Dunes Turret, or more crudely referred to as the Onion Sign. Unfortunately, in 1993, the Neon Museum was still three years away from becoming a thing, and as a result, this icon was destroyed in a promotional event celebrating the opening of Treasure Island and the implosion of the dunes to make room for Bellagio. This mini enamel version of the monument cost $10 or $26 as part of the Vintage Vegas Combo Pack, which includes the Stardust Shower of Stars sign and the Mint Marquee. 360 Vegas listeners can drop that price another 20% when they use the promo code 360. Just go to bbpins.bigcartel.com or go to our blog, 360vegaspodcast.com, and click on the banner ad for Battleborn Pins. All right, so back to more disappointing news, oh, which wait, is hearing I had that the... Other, I had another question on this one. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, what's up? Does, it, does that mean that Vegas will no longer have a Greyhound bus station? No, they will. It just, it'll be in a new location. Oh, have they said where? Uh, I thought they said somewhere by the airport. Oh, Okay. That probably makes more sense because, and this is going to sound awful. Somebody's going to yell at me for this because I was just envisioning all these, you know, down on there like people are like, "Hey, I'm going to go make it in Vegas," and they, they ride the Greyhound bus, and right now it's dumping them off downtown, um, which, which is a problem. It is, uh, you know, so probably is also contributing to the homeless homeless population down there. So now, yeah. if it's if they move it to out by the airport, um, might help solve part of that problem a little bit. Mm. Cool. They have to go somewhere then at that point. Right. So running around at the... Uh, oh, that would have been funny if I would have fucked that up. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going for the joke of them running around on the... Uh, what's the... You know, the, where the planes the take tarmac? off? The tarmac? The, the tarmac. Like, tarmac, yeah. See, it's just awful. Just awful. Can we move on? <laughs> oh, man. Now you can I move on. That. That, talk about crash and burn like an airplane. That joke was terrible. How about was the Palazzo one? closing? <laughs> In response to reduced demand, Palazzo is temporarily closing its hotel tower seven days a week. Palazzo stopped accepting weekday reservations in July of this year. The RJ reports that the casino, with limited table games, and most of the restaurants and bars will remain open. No estimates on how long the shutdown will last. This makes perfect sense. I see more of this coming. Oh, yeah. I agree. 
I mean, especially when you've got some of these twofers, right? You know, win encore, Venetian Palazzo. If you've right. got an area that you can shut off, I get why you do it. Exactly. Well, and even if you look at between MGM and Caesars, you know, they've got neighboring properties. It's like, okay, why, why pay to run the hotel at this property when we don't have enough capacity and we can consolidate them in one spot? Yeah. Again, still leave the, the casinos open and that kind of stuff, but it just, right. I mean, it, it's, it makes sense, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, this is pretty cool. I, I read this. I had no idea this was going on. I, I, I read this with uh, quite an interest. Boyd Hawaiian Partnership. Boyd Gaming has partnered with the state of Hawaii to allow travelers to bypass the state-sponsored 14-day COVID quarantine post-traveling. To do this, one needs to submit themselves to testing at Main Street Station no later than 72 hours before the return trip home. Testing is available to all Hawaiian Airlines customers or Hawaiian travelers staying at the California or the Fremont. The price per test starts at $90. For those that need to schedule said test, we will have a link on the blog. That's ingenious. Yeah, good for them. That is really, that is, talk about like finding a, going out and finding a solution. That is really ingenious. And the fact that they were able to convince the state of Hawaii to buy into it. That's right. right. Well, and, and I love the fact that you have to be staying at one of their properties yeah. in order to even take advantage of that. Of course. I yeah. mean, that's really... And, and we knew, especially like the, the Cal, I mean, they had a big population from Hawaii coming over anyway. So now you're just tapping into that market that you've been missing. Yeah. Now, the one thing about this, though, they said that um, the testing's at Main Street Station. Yep. So is Main Street Station reopening? No. So you go to Main Street Station to take the test but the whole property is still they closed. got a connection over top oh so they're just going to set it up like in the that upper um yeah i mean landing you're, you're area when you at, come across the, the cow you know they can tell people where to go interesting yeah okay i got excited for a second i thought main street I know, was I reopening wish. i know I, I agree and then i thought no it makes more sense that they would have the people test at the closed down casino then they're not potentially infecting you know, they're not bringing people into the into Main Street uh, to, you know, not that I guess that really makes sense. You're just sending them back to the California. Right. I was going to say, they're going back out to the population, so I'm not sure how this... It's not like you take the test and then go sit in your room for three days while you wait for the results. Well, yeah. although, I mean, I guess that's true that that is the amount of time that it traditionally takes for the test to come back. Because I thought to myself, I can still get COVID within those 72 hours and get on the airplane, but yeah. it's better than nothing. So... It is. Yeah. And lastly, we have an endless resort. The Sun is reporting that Penn National Gaming has acquired $860 million in outstanding debt on the M Resort for $230.5 million. The deal gives Penn the right to take over ownership of the resort from former partners, the Marnell Group. In related news, the city of Las Vegas is considering selling a nine-acre parcel of land near M Resort to the Marnell Gaming Management LLC who want to build a new hotel casino on it. If they can get it. I, uh, there's so many things wrong with this. Yeah, yeah. Why, why are you considering selling a piece of property? Well, I get why the city of Las Vegas is considering selling a piece of property because they're trying to generate money however they can. But to sell it to them with the expectation 
or to allow them then to build a new casino resort. They obviously can't run the one that they have. Well, but they, one would argue that the reason they had trouble is because of the financial crisis. And that's, they just happened to be unlucky in, in that they, they, Opened up at, at the, the worst time. But the financial crisis was a long time ago, and they still—I mean, there, there's something well, to be said. Well, but they were already when, hampered. I mean, and then now you got this pandemic. I mean, the, the right. But just the fact that your debt is bought for basically a quarter on the dollar. Oh right. That's a problem. Yeah. I, yeah. All right, that's going to do it for the news. Let's get into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, Prop Bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, Vital Vegas reports that Circa does not have liquor guns at its bar, making it easier for those who are particular about their brand of alcohol to ensure that they're getting what they ordered. Tony, you said that you're like Bacardi and Diet's your default. Do you ever have trouble getting Bacardi? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. There are more times than not. Uh, I am fairly confident what I am getting is not Bacardi. Oh, okay. It just, uh, it's, it's not as much of a sticking point for you. Correct. I gotcha. Okay. Or if it is, I'll actually, and don't tell Scott this, but, uh, I will, I would, I would just swap over to, um, whatever their crap, uh, spiced rum is. So the, you know, the <laughs> Admiral law, uh, right, Admiral right. <laughs> rum. Admiral Law. <laughs> Sometimes I like to stand in the Bellagio Fountains and claim that water is my own land. Oh, no, 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 not, not Admiral Law. Sorry. Admiral Rum. Yeah, and we, we know that Scott is very particular about his. We've seen him send he was, drinks back. Uh, yeah, and, and I, I can appreciate that. There are some people who have a very uh, attuned palate, and, and oh, I, if you want your, your stuff... You know, and then somebody's like, oh, here you go. Like, that's not, it's not. Oh, believe me, I've done that before. I would have ordered a drink or a cocktail and it comes out and you're like, this is not what I ordered. Um, And they're like, yes, it is. I'm like, no, no, there's a, there's a blueberry flavor in this. So I don't know if you use the little, what's, what's the little measuring thing? No, the little measuring thing that they used to. Tony would know. That's what I'm asking. I'm not asking you. (laughs) Like, you know, you mean like a, like a, a jigger, a jigger. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if they, they, they use that jigger on some kind of blueberry alcohol beforehand or whatever. And then I, I got it right afterwards when they hadn't rinsed it off. But there, yeah, there's been a lot of times that I've just been like, this is not what I asked for, what I ordered. So, Uh, yeah. Uh, And, and as Mark Apley points out, Bacardi is my, my default go-to. And since I've been drinking that since I've been 21, I know exactly what it's supposed to taste like. I mean, I know exactly what it's supposed to taste like. And so when it doesn't taste like that, and instead it tastes like you just poured rubbing alcohol into my glass with some, some diet Pepsi, I know you did not give me what I ordered, which again is fine. I don't, my, my palate is not quite as attuned to the, to the spiced rum. So it's easier for me to just kind of make that switch, but I'll be the first to concede my hangovers are way worse in the morning when, it's when I've been yeah. Yeah. yeah that rock gut stuff yeah after winning Food Network's Vegas Chef Price Fight, head chef Lamar Moore left his post at Flamingo's new Bugsy and Meyer Steakhouse to pursue other opportunities you familiar with yeah that I'd guy? like to know what was going on there I watched Jen the show yeah or a, a theory oh you do what's your theory we think that um we, we think a couple of things. We think, number one, uh, Food Network got out of 
Caesars what they needed to get out of them, which was, let me, excuse me, excuse me, flip that around, I apologize. Caesars got from Food Network what they wanted, which was this big build-up commercial. It was nothing more than a a one-hour oh, yeah. or six-week commercial for this new uh, steakhouse. Well, on, and on, and on every food. other Caesars restaurant out there because they were moving them around mm-hmm. in yes. different kitchens during the show. Absolutely. So that's part of our our theory. The other piece of our theory that we wonder to what extent it plays in is the best we could tell, this Lamar Moore was a very well-established executive chef in his own right back home, wherever home was for him. Yeah, I forget where he was from. And I have a sneaking suspicion he probably just didn't jive well with you know, a, a giant corporation. My guess is he probably had very little say over the menu, very little say over the ingredients coming yeah. into his kitchen. You know, just I, I, my guess is it was so corporatized that um, he was like, fuck this. This is, you know, this is bullshit. And maybe, and maybe his court, his contract was only for six months anyway, with an option to, to right. pick it up because he was not there for very long after it opened. Right. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, the, the Bugsy and Meyer name, the concept of the restaurant was already established before he won. So, you know, to your point, Tony, he didn't get to put his stamp on, on any of this. This was kind of like, yeah, you'll be our executive chef. But again, an executive chef in that sense is just, running the day-to-day they they don't have the ability to create and change and do what they want and unfortunately for a lot of chefs that's that's the fun part you know is making it your concept your design so have you guys had a chance to uh to eat there yet nope you know it, it we we were there for during Labor Day. We went out and, and, and had dinner there because we watched the show, this this Vegas Chef Price Fight show, and it was on Food Network. Um, but also because we're just huge fans of you know anything Bugsy, Bugsy and Meyer themed, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and and we liked it. We liked the we liked the, we thought the food was excellent. We thought the service was excellent. Yeah, you said good things uh, about it. We really liked the motif of it. I would probably oh I know I wanted to ask you guys. Is bar seating now available back again in restaurants in, in Vegas? Yes. But it, every, nice. so, everything is like, just at 25% capacity. Oh, okay, okay. But, you know, my wife and I are such big fans of sitting at the bar to get our food. I can, You know, with the exception of when we were there in, uh, for Labor Day when the bars were closed down and you couldn't sit at the right. bar to eat dinner, we haven't sat at an actual table with chairs at a table in Vegas in, in years. <laughs> so, so you can, but you, I, I think you still need, even for bar seating, I think you still need a reservation. So yeah, as you're looking to it. come right. out, and if there's any place you want to go, I mean, like, literally, we wanted to go to... Um, where, where did we go the other Tailgate day? Tailgate Social. No, not that. There was another place that we just decided to go, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, I bet we need a reservation. Oh, Frankie's Uptown. And oh, it was one of those things, I'm like, hey, let's let's go out. And it was maybe, I don't know, a half an hour before the time that we wanted to go. And all of a sudden I thought, shit, I wonder if you need a reservation. I mean, it's a it's a bar with food, and yeah, you do. You, ba- you need a reservation to go any place yeah. right now. Are you guys struggling, at least as it relates to last-minute uh, dinner reservations, or are you usually able to find stuff? Well, no, because we really haven't been going out. I got you. So. Okay. Pock Pock Wing at Cosmopolitan's Block 16 Eatery has closed, stating 
It was a fun ride, but a license deal that always had an end date. David Chang's Bang Bar featuring spit-roasted meats will take over the space in spring of 2021. I'm kind of disappointed I never had a chance to try it. Yeah. I mean, it was an interesting concept. It wasn't well, something it, that like it, drew me in, though. Right. It's di- And it's difficult, too, when if you're going for chicken, you've already got the Hattie B's there. You know, so it, it, it's it's almost like they had... What, why, why did you have two chicken places? Well, they're two very different chicken places. I know. But yes. I know. <laughs> um, what I do... I'm not surprised that David Chang is going in. You know, his, his mom... He's got Mama Fuko there, and he's also a co-owner in Milk Bar, which is right next door. Right. Uh, but one thing I do, because I don't think we talked about this on the show, that I need to give him, like, huge props for. Um, he was on the celebrity edition of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and actually won a million dollars. That he is donating to, because they're, they're celebrities, so they're playing for charity. Right. But his charity is supporting hospitality workers um, that are out of work because of the pandemic. So cool. he's, I think he's the first celebrity to actually win speaking of, a million. Speaking of uh, somebody who raised a bunch of money for for people in the service industry, <laughs> Guy Fieri raised like some twenty. Million. It was like twenty-two million yeah. or something that he's raised. Which I, just I hate like to it. give that guy any yeah. kind of credit. Like, but like I get. I listen, listen. I get that he's a great guy. I think he's a douchebag. I don't like, think he's a great guy. Like I think. <laughs> I, well, but I like he does things that that uh, like, like the this, charity yeah, stuff, right? That you you know you want to give credit for, but uh, it, it's one of those things like just because somebody does something great doesn't mean that they're a great person. Right. Very true. Yeah. There's there's a lot and, of people that have done amazing things for charity that are assholes. Right. And, right. and he's still... I still am not... Part of the reason that I won't eat at any of his restaurants are because he's not a chef. Yeah. He's, he's a personality. He... You know, he goes around and he eats food, which is great. But that means you've got somebody else creating these dishes for you. You're not doing it yourself. So for me, that's a big big part of the reason why I won't mm. patronize his establishments. <laughs> Moonshot.com is the place where you can get your favorite vintage Vegas shirts. Incredibly comfortable to wear. Available in male and female cuts. Multiple colors and sizes. Reasonably priced and cool as hell. Options include this week's featured property, the Stardust. The Stardust has had a number of iconic marquees. Not just iconic, They were also influential, inspiring the market to follow suit. Before its dynamic duo of monster frontage and 188-foot-tall roadside marquee, Stardust had an elegant roadside sign of a globe with what resembled the rings of Saturn surrounding it and space to advertise whatever the featured attraction that week was. While the Neon Museum was able to save the better known of the two marquees, sadly, this sign was lost to time. This and dozens of other vintage Vegas shirts, including multiple Stardust shirts, are available at moonshot.com starting at $27. Use the promo code 360Vegas, no spaces, and save 15% off your order. Just go to moonshot.com, that's M-0-0-N-S-H-O-T, or just go to the blog 360VegasPodcast.com and click on the banner ad for moonshot.com. 
next up, the Nevada Gaming Commission is appealing the ruling that they cannot ban Steve Wynn from ever holding a gaming license again to the Nevada Supreme Court. I don't know why they're holding on to this ban thing. Just let it go. Yeah, like, you're never well, going to give him another license again. You don't need to ban him. Well, that's true. I mean, they're never going to, even if he applies for something, they're never going to approve it. But I think it's more, they're so used to having the end-all, be-all, well, final like, say. Well, we got the black book. Why can't we put him in that? Like, eh, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're, they're used to having that kind of power and authority. And for a court to tell them they can't, they're like, oh, really? Uh-uh. <laughs> th- this isn't going to stand. <laughs> We're it. I mean, it'll be interesting to, let th- to, to see to what degree the Nevada Supreme Court is deferential to uh, the Nevada Gaming Commission. Because uh, they've got a lot of power, and frankly, you know, we've talked about it in the legal lounge segments before that uh, the legislature intended for the uh, Nevada Gaming Control Board, or excuse me, uh, Commission, to have almost, uh, well, in the legal term, it's plenary, but you know, essentially absolute uh, power in, in that regard, and, and the legislature has the authority to give them that degree of. Um, uh, you know, of power to, to make those decisions. I will be really interested to see if the Nevada game, uh, excuse me, darn it. If the Nevada Supreme court doesn't back the gaming commission, uh, what their legal justification will be. Uh, but I, I'll that sounds I'll like a future well. legal. Lens. I know. Ding, ding, ding. Somebody <laughs> write that down before I forget. <laughs> The Las Vegas City Council is considering a bill that would allow third-party vendors like Uber Eats and DoorDash to deliver alcoholic beverages to customers. The bill will prohibit delivery to hotels and casinos. Yet another thing locals get to take advantage of. I know, right? <laughs> I love it. There is just I've got this mental picture of somebody sitting in uh, at the Cosmo in the Cosmopolitan uh, Terrace Suite. Being like, Uber Eats, I would really like something from Chandelier Bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's called room service. Right. I want a <laughs> at BR Hillinger shared a first look at the new food court at Caesars Palace, which is to say a food court with far less seating spread out from one another. Seriously, it's the exact same thing, just COVIDified. Uh, just, uh, COVIDified? We'll, we'll, uh, we'll a have a, a link to the photo on the blog. Did they change out any of the food concepts at all? No. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> all, so why, they, all they did is just get rid of a shit ton of tables and chairs. And it's been closed for how long for them to, to move oh, yes. tables and chairs? <laughs> right. That's wild. At least a oh, week. That's too bad. Shrouded in mystery... A shiny new monolith has appeared outside of Circa. Unlike the one that appeared in Utah, this one is literally shiny, similar to the bean in Chicago. No word where or who it came from. If I was a betting man, I'd say Circa. I'd <laughs> oh, say sure. Derek Stevens and them that, that did I, that. I am so these are popping up everywhere now. It's kind of ridiculous. Right. So Recently suspended and former Las Vegas Raider Vontaze Perfect. That's a heck of a name. Beat up a security guard at Cosmopolitan because he got frustrated that he couldn't find secret pizza. <laughs> In an attempt to prevent any listeners from suffering such anguish, we have a link to the video showing how to get to secret pizza on the blog. I just, I could not believe it when I saw this story. I was like, seriously? Well, what I liked about it is they initially said former NFL player. And then when you dug a little deeper, like when this guy was literally playing for the Raiders like a month ago. Yeah. You know, so, so let's call it what it is. An ex-Raider. Yes. 
you know, that was playing for the team, you know, now isn't playing for them, and now he's wandering around getting himself into trouble. I mean, I, can you imagine being so frustrated that you can't find some place that instead of asking a security guard, you're just going to go beat him up? Right. Unbelievable. Eater Vegas reminds that Rio is opening or reopening December 22nd with limited dining options, including the All-American Bar and Grill, Ash House of Go-Go, Voodoo Steak, and the Sports Deli. Fremont Street. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I was excited to see that the new owners are talking about a massive renovation for Rio. Mm, yeah, we'll see. And yeah, I know. Like everything else we'll see, but it would be cool if that happened. All they got to do is bring back the carnival in the sky. Right. Fremont Street Experience has been denied permission to move forward with its New Year's celebration, citing public health concerns. The revised plan called for 10,000 people spread out over six blocks. It's unclear if this will change Plaza's plan to have their own fireworks show. You know, in related news, I don't, I don't know if you guys heard about this one. The LVCVA announced that they were going to implode a giant 2020 sign uh, for New Year's. They were, were going to blow gonna, it up. Yeah, they're going to blow up. Yeah, a big old wooden 2020 sign. Right. Yes. <laughs> Which seems oh. fitting. Yeah. Huh. In response to the National Rodeos, excuse me, in response to the National Finals Rodeos relocation to Texas for 2020, Resorts World announced that they would broadcast the finals on their 100,000 square foot screen, apparently on December 3rd through the 12th. You know, what's interesting to me is that it says it's the National Finals Rodeo. Why? Why Why wouldn't it be the National Rodeo Finals? I don't know. That's what tripped me up when I said it because it doesn't make well, sense. It didn't, it didn't click to me until you, until you stumbled on it. I was <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's terrible. That's a weird name. <laughs> but it, it's, and, and I don't know if they've, if they were broadcasting it because by the time this airs, the final day will be over. But I can't imagine broadcasting a rodeo on the side of a building. <laughs> it just seems weird. <laughs> Dozens of guests had to be evacuated at approximately 12.30 a.m. after a gunshot was heard coming from a hotel room at T.I. Police eventually discovered a suicide. Guests with rooms near the incident were relocated after hours waiting for police to investigate. I heard somebody had to wait like three friggin' hours. Like all they wanted to do was go back to bed. Yeah, they just wanted to get back to the room and they couldn't. Yeah. Because I guess they, they shut down the elevators completely. They weren't letting anybody... Which, to me, like, I hate to sound crass. To me, it seems like, wh- what is it that you're investigating here? I mean, if you know that it's a suicide right off, then well, you know what the problem is. Haven't you been watching, like, the forensic files? They don't know. It looks like it's a suicide. It might not be. <laughs> they got to investigate to find out. Fair enough, That Karen. is awesome. So the reason why that is so awesome, uh, Karen, is because forensic files is literally my wife and my go-to when we're in Vegas and we come back to our hotel room at night and we want to turn something on that will lull us to sleep because it's just got that perfect, you know, that perfect low key talking. It's true. I fall asleep watching it all the time. We've, we've recently started because they're streaming now. And so that's something that Mark and I both agree on watching. And so it's become our nighttime, like go to bed, put this on. Right. Although at least the, the streaming service that we watch it on, the general volume level of the show it, to your point Tony is very oh, scares low scares the shit out of you but then there's a like the intro music or something is like way super loud and it, yes. it there'll be like one second where all of a sudden it's like a 
I, I forget. I can't even think of what the sound no, is. No, I know what you're talking but, about, but it, yeah. it'll be some some key pivotal moment in the story, right. and they'll increase the volume to scare the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually when Mark wakes up. Yeah. Yeah. In a recent poll by at Las Vegas Locally, 47% of those surveyed said they thought Nevada should shut down again due to the growing number of COVID cases. 40% said the state should not, and the remainder was undecided. You know, the funny thing about this um, poll, yeah. is, and I did respond to it, but when I responded to it, the ones that said, no, it should not shut down was leading by a mile. Really? Yeah. And then through the course of however long the poll was up, was no. yeah, it switched to huh. yes. But initially, at least when I voted in it, no was leading by, I don't know, 20 or 30 points. Wow. So... Hmm. Yeah, apparently somebody saw it and said, no, we got to change it. Yes, we should shut down. I'm like, who's saying that? What's wrong with you? Steve Wynn is opening a 700-square-foot fine art gallery in Palm Beach, Florida, to be run by his stepson. The space will feature art from Wynn's private collection, including works by Picasso, Warhol, and Monet. Are we reporting on that just because it's Steve Wynn? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I said it's not in Vegas. Um, is it Monet or Monet? Which was the one that <laughs> fell in love with his mom? Nice. I don't know. <laughs> they did paint occasionally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Chow at Caesar's Palace has reopened for service, but only on Friday and Saturday from 5 to 10 p.m. And lastly, Boyd Gaming is selling its Eldorado Casino in Henderson. No word how much the deal with De Simone, De Simeon, gaming is worth uh, El Dorado is the first property that the Boyd family ever owned that is interesting to me yeah. and particularly interesting that they would sell off their very first one it's a tiny little slot joint there's in Henderson in downtown Henderson specifically it's uh, it's got no table games just just slots video poker terminals Never been there, so I don't. I don't have a. I I went and it was. It, I went for the whole Boyd Gaming right thing. I went through. It was. I, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I got to see it. It, it. For the longest time, it was their proving ground for managers. They would train them up there because they felt the small town atmosphere really helped them. Mm. Even even though they you know are working in a bigger place, right. uh, the atmosphere that they, that that cultivates. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. Huh. All right. Well, that's going to do it for news and prop bets. And frankly, I think that's going to do it then for episode number 349. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas and get 360 Vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on at zazzle.com slash 360vegas. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can folks find you? Uh, I will apparently be completely tripping over all of my words uh, over on Twitter because that was one of the worst (laughs) outros I feel like ever. Like all of my (laughs) emphasis was on the wrong syllable as I'm closing out the the show. Nice. Karen, where can folks find you? I'm at 360 Vegas Karen. He just told you where you can find me. So until next time. (laughs) 